Take it away, Penny. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of the For the Good podcast. Today, we are in Whoville. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. This this episode is actually going to come out like a For- the Wednesday before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, so um, actually, the Grinch invited us. No, okay, we're going to stop now with that. <laughs> no, we finally we finally came around to watching the Grinch. The Grinch, what not that your favorite too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's our it's our favorite Christmas movie, and it's something that we bonded about like right away when we first started talking. Mm-hmm. We finally watched it last night for the mm-hmm. first time this season. Yes, we'll probably watch it again before Christmas. Probably or two more times. We hope that all of you guys are doing Christmas activities mm-hmm. because they're just the best. What have we done so far, honey? Wow, what have we not done? I've done more Christmas activities this year than I've ever done in my whole entire life that I love. Let me just point out, it's not out of like chore because I'm trying to please Michelle. I love doing them. Yeah. And doing that makes us not get handsy with each other as well. So that's cool. Getting out of the apartment. Yeah. Out of my apartment. So we have looked at lots of Christmas lights. We've done lots of gingerbread houses. We've done lots of uh, decorating um we've watched ton of movies mm-hmm. ton of movies a lot of hallmark of hallmark shout out hallmark dude they're okay, all wait. the same but they're all good no not the one that we just watched okay that one was that one was n- like not a hallmark movie dude, but it that was. was it was nuts if you guys have access to the hallmark movies on cable or if you can like get i would literally get a subscription just for this movie it was so good it's called the it, it was called a Biltmore Christmas or the Biltmore. The Biltmore Christmas, yeah. Yeah, so good. Such a plot twist at the end. You're Dude, like, what? You're like, what's going on here? Yeah. Hopefully, everyone like catches on to it because mm-hmm. it's kind of like you literally have to pay attention to the whole movie to like know what's going on. Yeah. And then you pick it up at the end. What? Yeah. Happened, that one was that one was solid. I really enjoyed that. Like usually, Hallmark movies are pretty like cheesy. Yeah. That's the proper word for it. But yeah. this one's not really cheesy. It's just like kind of on the edge of your seat. Yeah. It was. Oh, my goodness. It was so good. Shout out to my mom for telling us to watch it. Shout out, Lynn. <laughs> what <laughs> up, girl? <laughs> She's watching this episode probably. Oh, most likely. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> love you, okay, mom. Okay, honey. What are we talking about today? We're going to talk about how to fear the Lord without being scared of him. Ooh, That's so what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, so Anchorverse of this podcast is sponsored by Proverbs. Here we go. Proverbs chapter 9, starting at verse 10. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Break it down for me. There's a lot to uncover. There is a lot. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and and just before we get started, I actually, I filmed a video about this before. So if we have any continued viewers that are, are now with us with Asher on here, I did an episode on this before talking about what it means to fear the Lord. Before we get started, I just want to preface this. Fear the Lord is literally mentioned 134 times in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So this is something that... As Christians, it's important for us to understand. Yeah. And when I first got saved, started reading my Bible, I had no idea what fearing the Lord meant. And I thought that when I read it, because fear in 
wor- in the world state is you're usually scared, mm-hmm. right? You're nervous about something, which can be true in the state as well. We can dive into that. Mm-hmm. So essentially in this verse, what it is saying is all other learning is useless. Yeah. So I'm going to read it again. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Okay, so dissecting this verse, um, having true wisdom comes from the Lord God. And if you're getting your wisdom from anywhere else, it is useless because it is not based on God. God was first. Mm -hmm. The world didn't come first. Mm -hmm. God was first. So God establishes the wisdom. Okay. Um, And then it goes on to say, knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Okay. What does good judgment means? Obviously, when we get into heaven, we are um, standing in front of Jesus and he judges us off of our works um, on earth. And so judgment in the Bible in itself doesn't necessarily mean that the Lord is going to judge us like, oh, she's like this, he's like this, you know, she has a big nose, he has small cat. Like, that's not what judging means. Judging in the Bible literally just means a decision. So Jesus is going to make a decision Mm -hmm. based off of what we have done on this earth. And the reason why fearing the Lord is so important is because fearing the Lord properly means that you're going to love what God loves and you're going to hate what God hates. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you're going to help people understand what the fear of the Lord means. Mm -hmm. So that is dissection of that verse. Mm -hmm. What you got, honey? That was just so good. Wow. I just, yeah. That's the anchor verse. We have like 97 others, but that (laughs) is the anchor verse for this. You can literally, you can be on that verse for 30 minutes. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Before you say anything, honey, I, I, I want to start the definition with this. So this is what the fear of the Lord can be defined as. The continual awareness that our loving Heavenly Father is watching and evaluating Mm -hmm. everything we say, Mm -hmm. think, and do. Mm -hmm. So that is when in that verse where it says that the Holy One is going to be judged. Yes. Because not only is Jesus going to be judging you on what you do, he also knows what you think, and he also knows what you speak. Yep. Yep. He knows all of that. Yeah. When I first learned about fearing the Lord, because mm-hmm. um, this was in the springtime, when I, I followed the Lord for a year and a half before I even figured out what it meant to fear the Lord. So we kind of figured it out right when we started dating. No, I figured it out before that. Oh, okay. Well, it feels like <coughs> we elaborated on it. Yes, yes, yes. That was that was very prevalent in our conversation. Yeah. And yeah. at the beginning of our relationship as both of us, that's why we both bought the of God mm-hmm. so that yeah. we could understand what that means. So when I first started to learn about what it meant to fear the Lord, the best way for me to understand it was thinking of like a parent-child relationship. That part, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yep. imagine like a child obeying their parent, right? Right. They tell them not to do something like you're doing it because you have respect for your parent mm-hmm. and you don't want to disappoint them. Exactly. So that was the best way for me to like fully understand it. Yeah. And it's equivalent to that, but so much more Mm -hmm. because like you said, he knows like, he knows our thoughts. He knows like our motives. And there's a page in the awe of God that I really want to read. Please. I know exactly what you're going to say. Let me hear it, dude. If y'all have not ordered the awe of God yet by John Bevere, go order it right now. Not lying. It will strengthen your faith like crazy. Okay. 
So John brings up Isaiah 29, 13, and it says, and so the Lord says, these people say they are mine. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned by rote. So he, he wrote verbatim. I'm reading straight from this book. Yeah. John says, these people profess, profess to be in relationship with Jesus because they're saved by his grace. Right. They verbally honor him, attend Christian conferences, listen to worship music on Spotify, yet a part of their f- physique thinks the Lord is not able to see or hear what they think or do. Mm-hmm. So at the end, John always does like a like an overview of the chapter. And the point was, God knows not only what we do, but the motives and intentions behind our actions. Right. So I think a lot of times there, and there's many stories in the Bible where people do things because they want to receive that respect from people, right? And they want people to think that they're good and they're doing all the right things, but in their hearts, they're not, they're not doing the right things. Are you bringing up the, the cup, the couple? Mm Hmm. I was going to, but I, is it in? Is it an Acts 2? It it's is. Acts 5. Acts 5. That's what it so, is. So Ananias and Sephariah. Yes. Yes. So let me just give a summary of the story. So basically, they were giving their money to the church, right? And they basically lied about how much they were giving right. because they wanted to seem righteous in the eyes of everybody else. So they said that they gave a certain amount, but they really didn't. They kept mm-hmm. the rest for themselves. Right. So after they lied, mm-hmm. uh, the man basically fell to the floor and died yeah. and then his wife knew about it and peter confronted her and was like hey what's going on here like did you guys lie and she lied too and then she died mm-hmm. uh so they both ended up losing everything so the example of that is basically like god knew their motives right and so they're no longer living you know mm-hmm. and it's it's easy for um someone who's not been walking with God for very long to read that story and be like, hold on. Now I'm really scared. Like like, now now I'm I'm really scared. scared." Mm -hmm. However, if you understand God's character, then you understand like he's holy and he's just, he's just yeah, right. He's in charge. Yeah. Like he's the almighty. Yeah. And this is something that Asher and I have talked about a lot because we love you guys and we're so glad that you're watching this podcast. And after we, I read that chapter, Asher and I had a conversation and it was like, Hey, like I want to make sure that we're doing this for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And that God just like continues to check our hearts. Mm-hmm. Not that that we're sitting here like to gain or to do any of that. It, I never had that like mindset. It was just one of those things where it was like, Hey, I'm aware that like this is possible yeah. because of the world that we live in mm-hmm. and everyone's so focused on like numbers and yeah. views and all of that stuff. And so it's just something that Asher and I pray about all the time yeah. is to just check our hearts and make sure that we're, we're doing this for the right reasons, right? right? We're not going to talk about a topic in order to get views. We're going to talk about it because hey, we just learned this and we want to help you guys grow in your relationship with him. Yeah, and we believe it's important. Yeah, it was a lot more difficult for me hopping on this podcast and also just now hopping onto YouTube again um, in general because my motives in the past when I first got on the internet were specifically for selfish reasons. Again, that's why Michelle and I pray continually because I never want to go back to that. 
Um, I always want to make sure I have the fear of the Lord in me. I always want to make sure that, you know, um, I know that I'm never going to be above him. And I know that I'm just doing this for him and not for myself. So it's not only just, hey, I'm doing all of these things. Like, and this is something that Asher and I talked about in the last episode about like, I think it was the last one or maybe it was the one before that where we talked about um, the law. Mm -hmm. Right. And like. Uh, focusing on the Lord to overcome sin and not focusing on like a list of things that we have to do. Right. So it's kind of like the the same thing, but like the opposite side. Right. So like, instead of focusing, like we talked about this before, but before you gave your life to Jesus, you were giving to the church because someone was telling you to do it. Right. Right. So that's not a really a heart posture of like, Hey, I really want to give. And that's why in the new Testament, Paul tells us give what according to what like your heart wants to give, right? We don't want to give or do something because someone's telling us to do it. When wanting to fear the Lord is one, you have to understand how he operates Mm -hmm. is the first thing. Mm -hmm. And that simply comes down to his character Mm -hmm. and how he's going to judge us. Yeah. And he judges based off, off of what we just talked about, our motives. Yeah. So understanding that God loves people and he hates sin. We have to hate what God hates. Yeah, we, so, we in, in order to fear God, we have to understand what he hates, which is sin. And we have to understand what he loves, which is people. Yep. And I will give you a verse for it. Here we go. So Proverbs eight thirteen says, All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. So that's something else that we've talked about as like following Christ we should not enjoy the things that he does not enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't enjoy lying mm-hmm. because he doesn't like lying. Right. And I shouldn't enjoy being prideful mm-hmm. because he wants us to humble ourselves before him. Mm-hmm. So making sure that we are also hating the things that he did not enjoy. Yeah. Right. A lot of times I hear people say, Jesus would be flipping over tables that you're sitting at because you're... We talked about this, but you can either commit the sin or you can ignore someone committing it, mm-hmm. right? And I'm talking about followers of Christ. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because if you are not a fully devoted follower of Christ, we're not addressing you, yeah. right? If you're not following Christ, you're doing what you want, Yeah. right? But mm-hmm. if you claim to be a follower of Christ, you should be following Christ. Yeah. And you should be fearing the Lord, which means not doing the things that he enjoys doing and also correcting those that are saying they're following him that are doing those things he doesn't enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what it really comes down to, honey? And this is something that John has helped me so much on is eternity. And in any religion that study, whether this is Buddhism, um, you know, Islam, whatever, 99% believe Jesus was born and walked on this earth. Mm-hmm. All right. There's like, a handful that actually don't believe he ever existed. Yeah. Okay. So everyone knows he existed. Mm-hmm. All right. And then as Christians, we know him as God. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing though. The, the, the dividing line between fearing God and not fearing God is, do you believe you're actually going to be judged by him? Yes. And oh my goodness, that is the dividing line. If you know, you're going to be judged by him, your motives shift immediately yes a good a good like picture of this would basically be if you fully believe that god is watching your every move you are going to do everything in your power 
to not do something that he does not want you to do. Mm-hmm. And growing up, it was always a joke in my youth group, like, God's always watching you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, right? We, we were... A lot of parents now around this season are saying, like, you better be good because Santa's coming to town. Like, Santa's Santa's checking his list twice. You know, he knows what you're doing. Right. Why are we not teaching people this that are following the Lord? Yeah. Right? He's got way more power than Santa Claus, right? (laughs) Like, he's... He is the God of the universe. Like he's watching us film this podcast right now and he is checking our hearts Mm -hmm. like inside of us and our motives behind why we're sitting here doing this. Yeah. And there's a part in the book of the awe of God where John went to go visit a ex minister that was in prison, right? Mm -hmm. For committing a lot of fraud. Right. And he asked him if, if you've heard any of John's sermons, you already know the story. But he asked him, like, when did you fall out of love of God? And he was like, John, I never fell out of love of God. I just didn't fear him. Right. So there's Mm -hmm. a difference. And there's a part in the book that I really want to read because when I read it, it made me check my heart as well. Yep. And I think just a lot of people need to need to hear this because there's there's a very big, very big difference. So this is one of the examples that he gave. But he said, another young lady who was married to a godly man told me to my face that Jesus promised her he would take care of her if she decided to divorce her husband. She did and left a wake of devastation with her husband, children, family, and friends. Her reason for divorce wasn't scandalous. She simply didn't love him anymore. No abuse, no immorality, no financial problems. All this came straight from her mouth. In fact, she told me he was a kind and caring husband and father. What Jesus was she referring to? He says there's countless examples I could give of those who profess a relationship with Jesus, but live in a way that declares otherwise. So she loved Jesus so much, but she did not fear him. Mm -hmm. So she didn't understand what his word was calling her to do. And nowadays in Western culture, unfortunately, we have this caring and loving and tender (laughs) Jesus that everyone just wants to fall into his arms. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Absolutely. Yeah, it is. You are also forgetting about the part in the New Testament where he was harsh on people. Mm -hmm. And he was like, are you kidding me? What's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. He flipped tables over. Mm -hmm. He told people to change their ways. Mm hmm. All of Paul's letters writing to the church, he's like, you guys are literally saying that you're Christians, you're following Jesus, and yet you're not doing anything that he called us to do. Mm -hmm. Like, what are y'all doing? Mm -hmm. And this is something that Asher and I have worked on a lot is finding the balance between loving and correction. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people, unfortunately, in today's world that love the Lord. They love Jesus. They have Bible verses in in their bio, and they are not fearing him enough to where they're living according to his word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really sad. It is. As I was studying this, this is what I came up with. If we redefine the Lord as a God that makes us feel comfortable or a buddy who exists simply to bless us and give us what we want, we will not fear him in the way he deserves to be feared. Mm-hmm. The Lord is far greater than that. And the fear of the Lord begins when we see him in all of his power Mm -hmm. and we see him in all of his power 
all throughout the Old Testament. And one one story I really want to go over is Job. Mm-hmm. So let me flip to Job real quick. And and while you're flipping, I do want to share this because this is something that I learned early in my walk with God. A lot of times people will focus on the New Testament because it's a lot of like how we live as believers, right? But understanding certain stories in the Old Testament helps you understand God's character. Character, right. And you can understand that when something goes wrong, like that doesn't mean that God's bad. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if you don't know the book of Job... Everything got taken from Job. And he was a righteous man. Right. And he did everything Mm -hmm. correctly. Yeah. So the Lord tested him to see if he would still be faithful to him. If you haven't read the book of Job, you can even spark note it. Like the whole beginning is him going back and forth with his two friends. The 30, like about 36 chapters, it's basically him arguing with three other friends saying, why would God do this to me? Why would God do this to me? Stuff like that. And he would, it was basically, why did God do this to me? And I'm still going to love him. Yes. So this is Job chapter 38. This is where, if you read this in context with everything, Job is on the ground like this. Hold on. Please, please, please. Like, I will do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the Lord with all of his power yelling to Job like, what? What? Are, you're a little human. I created all of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the Lord says, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. Who determined its dimensions and stretched out the surveying line? (laughs) That's the firmament speaking. Okay, that's another topic. (laughs) Um, What supports its foundations and who laid its cornerstone? Another firmament topic. As the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy, who kept the sea inside its boundaries as it burst from the womb? topic <laughs> a whole another discussion though and as i clothed it with clouds and wrapped it in thick nar- darkness for i locked it behind bared gates limiting its shores shores so this is i i had so much coffee in my mouth when i was saying <laughs> that so dude this is literally god saying where were you when i built the planet yep and job's like uh not here not here and then God's literally like, exactly. Yeah. So why are you, why are you questioning me? Yep. Yep. And that is where his power comes from. Yeah. And if we understand that and we understand that, that's another thing too. Again, it's like, do you actually believe how much power he has? Yes Mm -hmm. or no? Mm -hmm. Because if you read the old Testament, you will understand how much he flooded the earth. Yeah. (laughs) That, and that's like, the thing is like it's so important. You can do whatever he wants. Yeah, it's so important to understand God's character and non-believers don't mm-hmm. understand this part because that's why people ask so many questions like, well, if there's a good God, why does all this bad happen? Right. And it's like, well, you don't understand his character. Right. Like once you understand how like minuscule you are compared to him. It's not that he doesn't care about us, no. right? It, he loves us so much and cares so much. He for loves us. us so much to the point that he wants to judge you. Yes, because he doesn't want you to be far away from him. Exactly. If there was no judge, let me put, let me say this: If someone murdered someone and they went to the judge, right, and they're like, "No punishment," I love you. Go ahead. They wouldn't learn. They wouldn't learn. However. What what happens with this universe if we have no judge? Mm-hmm. This this place is going to be a mess. And that's the thing is like 
there's so many non-believers that say like they have their own morality, right? That they like understand their own morality. It just like came to them. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, like the world would be a disaster if we didn't have God. Mm -hmm. And like the reason why your, your intuition is telling you what to do and what not to do. Like that's, that's, that's not your own doing. Like that's, how God created us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- that that's the thing also when it comes to wisdom. Wisdom is not found with the world. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is found with seeing the world how God sees the mm-hmm. world. That's that's where the fear of the Lord really comes in is you're like, okay, God sees the world like this. Mm-hmm. How do I see the world more like God? Mm-hmm. That's how I'm going to become more wise. Mm-hmm. I don't become more wise by listening to this Joe Schmo on YouTube. That's not, that's knowledge. You can make practical decisions by learning a little financial tip or, you know, learning from your teacher what two plus two is. Like that's knowledge on a practical situation. However, when it comes to wisdom and understanding what decisions to make in the world, that comes directly from God because it all just comes back down to morality as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does God want for your life? Mm-hmm. I can tell you one thing God doesn't want you to go out, sleep with a bunch of women and you know get divorced six or seven times that's not what he wants however the world's gonna say it's good to have multiple partners so you can pick when you want each certain one Mm -hmm. how is that healthy yeah (laughs) you know yeah so that's just one example yeah 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 Yeah, i think i think it's important wherever you're at in your walk to read some stories in the old testament so that you can understand his character better mm-hmm. uh right when i started following the lord my church did a study on genesis and i was like oh this is perfect because prior to giving my life to jesus when i would try to read my bible i just didn't understand it so doing that study early on was really helpful because i was like oh okay like this is great i can actually learn it that was a while ago And I just went back, like, what was that, like a month and a half ago or Mm -hmm. so? I read Genesis again. Maybe Mm -hmm. it was two months ago. And I read it again with, like, a whole new view on it. And I was like, wow, reading this, it's like, when you understand God's character, the Old Testament is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, I know a lot of times people are like, it's so hard to understand because it's, like, kind of all over the place. And you're just like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. (laughs) A lot of times you literally look at it and you're like, okay, this Mm -hmm. is kind of off the Mm -hmm. wall. But yeah. I just encourage you guys to go back and and read more stories in there because understanding God's character is huge when it comes to growing in your relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just wanted to say one more verse about wisdom. So this is in the book of James. So two books in the Bible where I believe where a bunch of wisdom is found is Proverbs and James. So in James 3.17, it says, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure, It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism, and it's always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Which is so, so good, because in these two verses... It literally talks about loving people for where they're at. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all God wants for us is loving people for where they're at. We're not talking about believers. We're talking about people who are unbelievers. Who are getting curious. Who are getting and, curious. And wanting yeah. to give their And even people that just gave it to them, right? Mm-hmm. 
you have to be patient with the yeah. Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's not our job to come to someone that just gave their life to Jesus and be like, don't do this anymore. Right. Everyone's mm-hmm. sanctification process is different. Yep. We are never going to be right. perfect yeah. until we leave this earth. Also, another another point in that verse that I really want to uh, point out is it shows no favoritism and it's always sincere because God doesn't have favorites mm-hmm. at all. So us showing, let me say it like this. If a trans person walks up to you and says, hey, I'm curious about God, run me through the good news, you should run them through in the same posture how someone is an alcoholic that says, hey, I'm curious, run me through the good news. Mm -hmm. Those two people are literally the exact same human beings in God's eyes because they both sin, they're both curious, they want to come home. Yep, and I would go a step further as to say, if those two people come up to you and have different walks, God loves them just as much as he loves you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that people need to understand because yep. you and I are following the Lord. If if we meet someone who's curious and wants to know what it's like and believes in a higher power, we love you. And we're not favorites in God's eyes. We want to help you along your journey, but we're not going to come to you prideful thinking mm-hmm. that we're better than you. Right. Yeah. Um, God doesn't love you any more, any less in the same way you say it, honey, I'm going to butcher it. Okay. So John in his book also gave a really good example of his children and his relationship with his kids. This was such a beautiful illustration and And really just eye opening to like how to be a good parent. It is. It is. When I read this, I was like, Oh, this is so good because, um, before I read this book, I also heard someone else give Uh, I think it was, it was a couple that was on Sadie Robertson's podcast and they had very different walks. She, the girl was living in a lot of sin and very Mm. worldly and the guy grew up in a church. Mm. So he was always following the Lord Mm. and Sadie was like, how, how did that happen? Like what, what did your parents do differently? Right. And he said, every single time we left the house, my mom always said, remember who you are Yep. and remember whose you are. you are so she always reminded him you are a child of god mm-hmm. i want you to live as though you are a child of god mm-hmm. and so he never wanted to disappoint god so right. he always lived in favor of him so john gave this example of his kids and they they told them guys you cannot do one thing to make your mother and me love you any more or any less than we already do right our unconditional love for them registered but a few moments later i followed this statement with but you are responsible for how pleased we are with you. Right. It was an eye-opening moment for them. Right. And it's so good because a lot of times children will get really upset because they're like, oh, I messed up. My mom doesn't love me anymore. My dad doesn't love me anymore. And unfortunately, some kids actually feel that. Unfortunately. Yep. However, as a parent, if you just continue to remind them how much you love them, but what you do will impact how pleased I am with you, right? So it's the same thing with God. He's always going to love us. We sin. This is a really good example. Your dad sent you a picture of that quote that said, religion will say like, I messed up. My dad hates me. Right. And the love of Jesus says, I messed up. I need my dad. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. So he still loves us when we mess up. But he might not be pleased with us in that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. And it's all up to us 
how pleased he is with mm-hmm. us. Right. And this is something that we talked about in, in an interview when you asked me the question about like, I forget what you asked me, but I was talking about eternity, right? Mm-hmm. There's another chapter in the book that talks about like how our lives on earth will impact how we live in eternity. Right. So we're going to give an account for everything. And if you want to please God, right. Make it, make sure that you're living in a way that will be pleasing to him. Mm -hmm. I want to make you proud. And that's something that I'm very thankful for in my upbringing. Right. Like I never wanted to disappoint my parents Mm -hmm. and that might have to do with me being the baby Mm -hmm. because I was so, so much younger than my siblings, but my posture was always, I, I don't know if I should do, I I really don't want to, I really don't want to upset my parents. Like Mm -hmm. I I want them to be pleased with me. I knew that they always loved me. Mm -hmm. I knew that that was never going to go away, but I always wanted to make sure that I was pleasing them. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you have that mindset with God, that's when you start to get closer to him. Right. Because you're, you're developing in your relationship with him and it's just, oh my goodness. It's just, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Truly fearing the Lord is, um, you wanting to obey his commandments. Yes. It's not out of a... It's not like I'm going to... It's not out of a forceful way. Because yeah. if it is forced, then that's that's not true love. And in the same way with our parents, they're not forcing us to love us either. Mm-hmm. Um, they just love us so much and we just don't want to disappoint them. Mm-hmm. Um, I always disappointed my parents. Like... I just, I just didn't really have that, that much in my childhood. So it was definitely a completely eye-opening like experience for me, truly fearing the Lord and not wanting to disappoint him. But yeah, I mean, that is such a great description how John says it, but it will deteriorate how pleased I am with you because again, we need a judge. If we don't have a judge, you're never going to learn in the same way. If God didn't correct us on this earth, this earth is going to go down the hole um and you saying that you think you know more than god again go back to job where were you when the earth was created and if you know more Mm -hmm. you know how does this and this and this and this work you don't know you're you're a mere human and that just goes on my next point by saying that if we didn't have a judge then we would make decisions based on our faulty imperfect human existence and again, if we go back to Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. So, in essence, if you're not fearing God and you're seeking your own wisdom, the only pathway you're going to take is evil. Mm hmm. That's it. Because we are sinful. Yeah. So if I'm relying on what I want and right, a lot of times where you get into trouble is when you think you're doing something right. Right. I heard this really good analogy and the guy was like, well, uh, someone could rob a bank and you could stop them. Right. As a cop. And you're like, what are you doing? I'm robbing a bank. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, I needed the money. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why? I'm poor. I need money. Okay. So you think you're doing something good. Right. And you're not. Right. Because he was relying on his own wisdom. Mm -hmm. Right. Because he thought he was doing something good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to go on that point, on verse 11, it says, My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline 
and don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, if you do something wrong and the Holy Spirit corrects you, you should be saying thank you Mm -hmm. because I was depending on my own understanding and I was leaning on something selfish. Thank you for correcting me and thank you for looking out for me. Mm -hmm. In the same way as a father in the future, if my daughter's seven years old and she says, hey, dad, I want to go out and roam the streets at midnight um, with shorts and a t-shirt on in downtown Chicago. I wonder what's going to (laughs) happen like that. It would be very stupid of me to let her do that, Mm -hmm. right? I would want to correct her. I I would correct her. That's terrible. In the same way, how God's going to make you feel some type of way if you sleep with 10 prostitutes in one night, Mm -hmm. you're not going to feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. And you should be saying, thank you, God. I should probably settle down with one woman and love her with all my heart, heart, soul, and mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correction's a good thing. We always love it when we get corrected because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, wow, okay, yeah. Like, thank you. I needed that. I needed that pruning in my life. I'm going to say it like this. When we incorporate the fear of the Lord in our everyday lives, we're going to make decisions based on his approval instead of our own. Wow. <laughs> Mic drop. Here we go. That was so good. Can you say that again, please? Mm -hmm. When we incorporate the fear of the Lord into our own lives, we make decisions based on his approval instead of our own. Mm -hmm. Because if we make decisions based on our own approval instead of his, we're not going to go on the right path. No. At all. No. You want to know why? Why? Because we're going to be walking not in faith. We're going to be walking just in sight. Yep. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That was so good. Yeah. That was so good. I also want to mention what we do when we feel that correction. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I think people try to avoid it and ignore it. I'm just going to give the example of like Adam and Eve in the garden, right? They had a different type of fear. So fearing the Lord, like I fear the Lord. I don't want to disappoint him. And I fear that I'm going to be far from him. So I do everything led by the spirit to please him. Right. So in the garden, Adam and Eve sinned and they knew that instantly. So if you are a believer and you know that you're doing something wrong and you feel so horrible after it, that's where you need to repent and turn away from that sin. Right. So their fear was different. So if that's you and and all believers have felt this at some point. Sorry to say it. Nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. Everyone's felt that where you sin and you're like, oh my goodness, I am, I'm scared of God. Like I'm scared of what he's going to do. And that feeling is not the feeling that we're talking about when we say fear the Lord. So just making sure that you're like obeying those convictions. And if you feel guilty about something right away, you know, you shouldn't have done it mm-hmm. in the same way. I've always said like, some people have like failed to tell me things because they know that it's going to disappoint me mm-hmm. or like they know that I'm not going to approve of it. So if there's something in your life that you're doing that you know God's not going to approve of, you need to check yourself on fearing the Lord. Also, when it comes to fearing God, everyone's going to benefit in your life as well. Yeah, It's not just a solo benefit thing. That's why I'm just going to read James 3.17 again. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Not saying planting seeds just in yourself. You're planting seeds in other people as well. Mm-hmm. 
So just you having the fear of the Lord in you, you can't be made more righteous. You can be more free. But not only will you be more free from sin, but also you're going to be helping other people because you're being a light in their life. Mm -hmm. This is so good because you just made me think of something. So a lot of times I feel like where, where Christians go wrong is when someone is ignoring a sin and other people are witnessing that person ignore the sin and then they themselves begin to think that it's okay. So if you're not fearing the Lord and you're not obeying the Lord and other believers around you witness you, we can give the example again of living together, right? So if we're living together and we're in a Christian group that's not married and everyone's witnessing, hey, our leaders or our good Christian friends, followers of Jesus are living together. Mm -hmm. I guess that means it's okay. Mm -hmm. So in the same way, if you're not living in a way of fearing the Lord, other people are also not going to fear the Lord because they're witnessing you doing it. So mm -hmm. unfortunately, that's what's happening all over the Western culture right now is because Christians are not obeying the word of God. Yeah. And so everyone thinks that certain things are okay now and yeah. that we're just, we're omitted from all of the things in the Bible because other Christians aren't doing it. Yeah. And then you're following man and you're not following God. Right. I'm about to read some Roman stuff. But if you understood God's wrath, you would start to operate a lot differently. And you made a really good point because what we have started to do in the West is we have started to look at Christians in a way of comparing ourselves to them and being like, I want to live like them, mm -hmm. not living like Jesus. Mm -hmm. So they're creating a false God on someone's life that say they are following Jesus instead of going to the root of all wisdom, mm -hmm. which is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Paul says it like this in Romans. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities his eternal power and divine nature so they have no excuse for not knowing god yes they know god but they wouldn't worship him as a god or even give him thanks and they began to think up foolish ideas of what god was like as a result their minds became dark and confused mm -hmm. so in the west we are creating this false god they're Jesus because y'all don't know the fear of the Lord and y'all don't know the wrath and you don't know the judgment. When you understand the judgment, when you go to heaven of Jesus, your motives are going to be completely different. Mm -hmm. Just because he or she is doing that little thing that's sinful and say they're following Jesus, that's not the people you should be following. Yep. Jesus never said follow man. Yep. Jesus said never follow the church. Yep. Jesus never said follow that leader. Yep. Jesus never said follow that couple that's years along in their walk. Mm -hmm. He said follow me. Mm -hmm. He didn't say follow them. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus understands our motives. We are coming from a sinful nature. Mm -hmm. And he knows we're all imperfect. Mm -hmm. So why would Jesus ever say follow that pastor? Follow that couple that's 10 years in their walk. Follow that church that says they're doing everything right. Mm -hmm. He never said any of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Show me one verse where Jesus says, follow them instead of me. Yeah. I'll give you another example too about John chapter six, we about making a decision about who you are following. 
about his disciples. In John chapter 6, um, disciples came up to Jesus, and um, they were basically like, I want to follow you, but I want you to do a miracle again. Yeah. And Jesus said, was the bread not enough? Yeah. Like I just did this yesterday. Yep. yep. If you're expecting from miracles from Jesus every single day, you're following a false god. Yep. Because you are putting more of your faith in the blessings that come from him instead of the mercy and the grace that he has given us. Yep. We can even go to the story of Jesus where the devil tempts him and he's like, hey, jump off this temple. And he's mm-hmm. like, you are not supposed to. Te-. Jesus feared the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. He was his son, right? They are three in one. They are the same person, and he still feared the Lord and respected his father. Right, yeah. And I want to tackle that real quick. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, the Father, and Jesus, this is not something. And any anything about Jesus, spirituality, the Holy Bible— Please stop viewing this through a natural lens or you will never understand this book. It is not supposed to be understood in in the times that we're in right now. Yeah. He's supernatural. Yeah. If you look at everything through a natural lens, I promise you, you're never going to have the fear of the Lord in you. Nope. The moment you start looking at the Bible and Jesus in heaven through a supernatural lens, mm-hmm. you are going to completely change the way you think mm-hmm. about him because you know that he can do literally anything in his power. Mm-hmm. Who else can flood the earth? No one. Nobody. Who else turned uh, five loaves of bread into 5,000? Nobody. Nobody. Who turned water into wine? Nobody. Nobody. But if you view people around you and you're like, well, I haven't seen him do it. I haven't seen him do it. So how can he do it? It's because you're looking through it at a natural lens. Mm -hmm. In the same way, um, if you're like, oh, well, I haven't heard anyone being judged by Jesus yet. Mm -hmm. So why do I have to fear him and obey his commandments? Well, again, you're viewing things through a natural lens. Mm -hmm. Heaven's supernatural. Mm -hmm. Heaven's not a natural thing. Mm -mm. That was so good. Wow. Yeah, it... mm. Wow, you just like tackled so much all in like a span of like two minutes. Mm-hmm. But Probably. I okay, I want I want to challenge believers that are watching this right now to open your eyes to what the Bible says and how people are living. Mm-hmm. So if you witness someone, I've told you about this. I'm not gonna out anybody or like use names or anything. But there was a girl that I. I kind of like looked up to she was really she's really really nice super sweet has a presence on social media she's a believer and she was doing something outwardly that was not aligned with the bible and I it really upset me and in that moment it shouldn't be a matter of oh well hmm I guess this is okay because this believer is doing it it's no they're not doing what's in the Bible. Right. The Bible doesn't change. So if there's something that contradicts the Bible, it's wrong. Yeah, that's that's really good, honey. And also, to go a step further on that, if you're a fully devoted follower and you get a conviction about something and somebody else is like, yeah, that doesn't really apply to this anymore. Let me just put this into like a, a story so it makes sense. So if you're sitting with a table of believers and... Someone says, hey, uh, we're all going to go out later, have a bunch of drinks, get drunk. You want to come with us? And you're like, yeah, sure. Like, 
that's kind of weird. Thought we were all believers, but I mean, now you all talking about getting drunk. I mean, I guess it's okay. Sure. You're a fearing man. Yeah. And you're fearing how people, those people are going to respond to you if you don't stand up for the word of God. Right. And here's how people justify it. Clubs weren't in the Bible. Okay. And if Jesus comes back to earth right now and you ask him, hey, Jesus, may I go to this club and look at all these women and drink all this alcohol? What is he going to say? If you're a believer, right? I just want to keep clarifying this. During this entire podcast, we are, this episode specifically is talking to believers. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you're not a believer, we're not talking to you. But if you're a believer of Jesus and you're a follower of Jesus and you do something that isn't okay, you are going to feel it. Mm-hmm. You are going, I'm sorry, you're going to feel guilty about mm-hmm. it in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. And if you're not listening to it, you're not fearing the Lord. Mm-hmm. You're like, whatever, I can do what I want. Like, yeah, you're, you're Lord, right? I love you. I love you so much. I don't love you enough to change my life though. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to fear you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hate what you hate. I'm going to love what I love, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to love you because yeah. I know that you're Lord and I know that one day I'm I'm going to be judged and then I'm 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 going to get into heaven because that's what the Bible says, right? Confess with your mouth, believe mm-hmm. it in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you're going to heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to heaven. The way that you live on earth is also going to impact how you live in eternity. How you live in eternity, yeah. So we yeah. can go to that that verse that Paul says where he's like, yeah, the believer got in, barely escaped the fire or the furnace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going to end it with this. If you start to look at your life through an eternity scale, then you're going to have the fear of the Lord in you. If you look at your life through a 70 to 80 year time scale, you're never going to have the fear of the Lord in you. The fear of the Lord is understanding that Jesus is going to judge you every single day, every single breath you take, and every single step you take on this earth. Mm -hmm. Once you have that as an understanding, you're going to start walking with him a lot more than walking with man. Actually, just you're just going to be walking with him, period. Yeah, and and you're going to be walking with him rightly. Yeah, M- Michelle and I don't make decisions based on our understanding. When when something happens in our life, I'll tell you one thing right now. Planning a wedding, there hasn't been one thing Michelle and I have done where like, oh yeah, we're going to make this decision because we think this is right. Yeah. We actually, the first venue we looked at, we prayed about it at that venue the next day. Nope, we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. And then we found a venue way cheaper, way better, yeah. way less stressful too. Yeah. And yeah. we really like the other venue. Yeah. But if we didn't pray about it, who knows, we maybe would have gone with it. And then yeah. it may not have been. There's, there's been multiple times where we prayed about something and then we get an answer like, mm, not really. yeah. Or, and it's, it's not an audible voice either. Mm-mm. Sometimes it can be, sometimes it can be a pull. Sometimes something else can happen that's like, oh, this is a no-brainer, mm-hmm. right? There can be a lot of things that happen. I want to bring up like how a lot of people say, like, what would Jesus do, right? A lot of people wear those bracelets. If you actually understand the meaning of that, you're fearing the Lord mm-hmm. because you're understanding Jesus would or would not do this thing that I'm about to do or that I am doing. And if you look at your life as a movie and that God is sitting in front of the screen right now, and he's watching everything that you're doing, you're going to live totally different. Mm-hmm. And again, to take it a step further, he's not only watching you, 
he knows what you're thinking and he knows your heart posture of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing where we started dating. I literally had to repent to God because of all of my past relationships. I was verbally telling them that I loved them and that I cared about them. And I never actually truly meant it in my heart at all. Mm -hmm. And when I had to repent, I was like, I love Asher so much I don't want to ever be away from him and I don't ever want to disappoint him. Mm-hmm. And me going to the Lord was saying, I am so sorry mm-hmm. because he knew that during all of those relationships, that's what was going on in my mind and in my yeah. heart. It was, well, yeah, I love this person. Care for them. You know, they're saying it back. Love them. And then it's like in your heart, it's like, no, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I did that for years. Mm-hmm. So, just understanding like where your heart posture is and pray about it, Mm -hmm. right? Have him check it. That's something that I pray very frequently, especially after reading that chapter in in the book, because it was like, Oh wow. Okay. So not only does he know what I'm saying and what I'm doing, he knows my motives and my intentions behind what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of times something will be brought up like donate to this or do this or do this. We went to a Phil Wickham concert Mm -hmm. last weekend and they were like, get a child yeah. uh compassion international and i was like oh all these people are raising their hand like do i need to ra-? and then i checked in my heart and i was like okay i did not feel pulled to get one mm-hmm. i think that would be cool to do it in the future with our yeah. kids yeah absolutely yeah in that moment i didn't feel like i was going and i thought about raising my hand for a second but then i checked myself and i was like wait a second i don't think that's in my heart i think i'm doing it because i'm in a room full of believers that are right. also grabbing these packets to care for these children right so it was like i i if i would have done it i would have done god a disservice because right. i wouldn't have been doing it because the spirit pulled me yeah. to do it i would have been doing it to please everyone in the room and make myself look better right and you could have been taking it away from someone who actually was supposed to care for that child yep and the same thing happened at the shift honey we went to go watch the movie they put on the qr code if you want to buy a ticket for someone go ahead and do it after death when we saw that movie mm-hmm. i bought a ticket for that mm-hmm. however the shift i just didn't really feel pulled to do it yeah um and that's fine just because it's something to do with Jesus doesn't mean that you are called to do that. Right. All right. So we just hope that this episode um, helped you understand like what it means to truly fear the Lord and respect him and fear being away from him. Mm-hmm. Right. That's having the right heart posture in your relationship with the Lord can change a lot and help you live according to the spirit and not your flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just pray that this encourages you and that you don't want to be distant from him because again, that's all the fear of the Lord is. It's just being distant from God. Mm-hmm. And the more distant you are from God, that's when you start to go away from his will for your life. Mm-hmm. And we don't want that. No. So we love you guys so much. Subscribe. Like, comment, yeah. share. Share this. Give a review. I also want to bring this up. I, I peeped on our reviews on like Spotify and like Oh, Apple people can Music. give reviews? Yeah. So th- you can give like a star. Oh. I can't see any like comments or anything or like who gave it. It just has like the average rating. But people are giving a lot of good reviews. Like we have like five stars on one of the things. So we Dude, thank you guys heck so, yeah. so much. Like however you're watching, um, we just thank you for the support. And we thank you for all of the kind messages that we've gotten a lot of comments just saying that we're helping you. And that's mm-hmm. that's our goal behind this whole thing is to just give you guys another resource to learn about what it's like to follow the Lord and 
Asher and I are not perfect and we're still learning. Mm -hmm. And we just pray that we can be a good brother and sister in Christ and help you guys uh, walk with him. And if you're curious, um, we just pray that you press into that curiosity and learn who Jesus is and what it means to follow him because we want to see you in heaven. So Mm -hmm. we love you guys so much and stay tuned for the next episode because we're going to do a fun Q&A and it's going to be just a nice way to enjoy the holiday season. It's not going to be like a message. We're just going to answer some questions that you guys have for us, whether it's about our relationship, our life or whatever you guys come up with. So stay tuned for next week for that episode. Yes. Love you guys. Bye.